Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> that didn't work. Let's keep going. We're, we're back. Oh my God, can you believe it's been almost two years since we did our last podcast? Where has the time gone? Oh I can't God. believe it. But here we are, we're back again. Um, and yes, that's our dog, if you can hear that in the background. Um, what do you mean our dog? Have we got a dog together now? Well, she's our dog now. Oh my God, this sounds like breaking news. I think we need to update <laughs> our listeners. Yeah. So this episode, our aim is just to catch you all up on all of the things that um, Alex and I have been up to and um, just to give you a little bit of insight into what we've been doing and how it's affected us. Alex. Wow. So, so much has been going on. I think our last episode was end of 2018. We took a big break and I think that's because doing podcasts takes a lot out of you. Right. <laughs> um, well, and we had a lot of other things on our plate as well. Just a few, and which we might even talk about now. Mm. So let's let's get into that. So I guess since we last spoke to you guys, um, we've been having ongoing discussions about merging our lives together, and you know that's uh, been a discussion that has been. Um, Running at two different speeds. One speed for me, one speed for D. <laughs> um, and um, my speed is slow <laughs> and steady and considered. Oh, considered. Alex's speed is let's do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one let's, speed only. That's it. I like I like to take action. Anyway, so look, let, let's go back in chronological order so you understand a little bit about yeah. what we've been up to. So, beginning of two thousand nineteen. We were planning this amazing trip to the US and I had never been to America and I was so excited. So we were planning our trip to Austin, Texas and we might just talk a little bit about that trip. Um, Well, that was a business trip, wasn't it? Effectively, I had to go to Austin for business and we said, well, if we're going to do that, why don't we try and build a whole big holiday trip? around that and that's pretty much what we did right yeah and so that was in may of 2019 april may yeah Yeah. so halfway through we thought why not take some extended time off and i was a bit apprehensive about it for a particular reason and that is that alex wanted to drive around the u.s Mm. and I'm not, I don't know if people are aware of this, but here in Melbourne, Australia, we drive on the left. Some people do. <laughs> and if you're doing the right thing, you drive on the left. And in America, for some weird reason, they do the opposite. And I was just a bit, bit scared, a bit anxious about that. But I have to say, Alex um, is an amazing driver and he just adapted um, once we picked up the car, <laughs> you just adapted to the the driving styles. Love of those freeways. 
the freeways, they're crazy. And not one police traffic officer in sight. People yeah. are speeding like crazy. But anyway. We did look. So effectively what we did, we went to uh, Austin and we explored Austin and we had a wonderful time in Austin, didn't we? Yeah, loved Austin. Um, we went on those motorized scooters. That was fun that all was around fun. the city. And it reminded me a little bit of um, parts of Melbourne, a little bit of Collingwood, Fitzroy, you know, those sort of areas. For our international listeners. <laughs> yes. And um, it was quite, you know, it's a musical town. And it's very eclectic, very artsy. Yeah, very artsy. Food trucks. It's a, it's a, great, a great place. Mm. Uh, and we, we enjoyed the time there. Then from there we travelled around. What? You've More? missed something really important. In Austin, Texas, we discovered barbecued oh. beef. <laughs> barbecue ribs. Ribs. And brisket. Brisket. Oh, my God. Texas barbecue. And we went to a particular place. What was it called? Black's. Black's Joe barbecue. Black? Oh, Black's barbecue. Yeah. Oh, my God. We went back there yeah. as a last hurrah before we left Austin, Texas. Fabulous so that was your highlight barbecue. of our trip, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, look, that Austin was fantastic. Um, then we went to... San Fran. No, we went to Vegas. Oh, okay. Do you remember Vegas. that place? Yes, yes, yes. We had to go to Vegas. Yes. And we spent some time there. I, I, I blacked it out. You it's, blackjacked it out. Yes, That's what you did. blackjacked. Um, and then we picked up a car and drove around Hoover Dam, Grand Canyon. Um, Where did we go? We went down the coast, went to Monterey, went to San Francisco, which was fantastic. LA. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I think it was three weeks all up we, we spent. Yes. Yeah. We had a great time, didn't we? We did. And just going back to Las Vegas, for me, it was all of these things were a first for me. Alex had been there before. Um would I go back to Las Vegas? I don't know. Maybe with a group of people. You were saying it lacked soul. That wanted to drink and gamble? Yes. But would I go back there for myself? Probably not. It was, it was, um, it was an interesting spectacle to observe. And I think, Alex, you said it best when it was like Disneyland for adults. Yeah. That's pretty much That's what it was. It. Worth seeing once in a lifetime. Now look, but we're not a, we're not a travel show, so talk. <laughs> let's talk about how was us traveling together because this was really um, a whole lot of firsts for us as well. We have traveled mm. before, but um, this was you know an extended period of time, and pretty much I had mapped out the whole thing, and yeah. you just went along on trust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, it helps if um, you know you're a planner and organizer. And as much as I like planning and organising, I left it all up to you. And I think you did an amazing job. Oh, um, thank you. You know, I was open to whatever you had organised. And I tried a few things that I, you know, never thought I would try. Like what that was ride that? on the top of the stratosphere in Las Vegas? Yes, hanging that, over the edge oh of the building? Oh, my God. In, and, you know, late at night. Yeah. And just all you could see was city lights and we're just hanging over the edge. You were definitely a trooper. You did try a whole lot of new things. And yes. I think that was, that was really exciting for me to see in you yeah. that you were prepared to have a go. So I had a lot of trust in you with the driving and the choices of places. I, one of my um, 
requests was that we stayed at a seedy motel, <laughs> like oh, in the mate. movies. Route 66, $50 a night. Yes. Was and great. it wasn't that bad. I was expecting much, much worse. Yeah. So, so. we that trip was a great trip. Um, and um, yeah, lots of memories. And you know what? Because our relationship is still early, uh, I guess, you know, we're, we're only a few years in. Hmm. Uh, it's really still the beginning of forming those new memories together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad we went. But like everything, I'm always a little bit, I have trepidation. I have, you know, I like to think about things for a long time. And that's probably a good thing. But too much of that can lead you to a stalemate. So it's good that Alex is more of a jump in and do it kind of guy. I think you are a he, self-confessed he procrastinator, of, right? Yeah, but you kind of drag me along. Yeah. Which sometimes I need and sometimes I protest. Yeah, actually we should do a whole episode on that because there is that… On procrastination. Well, I can't even say it. So I, can, I do it, but I can't say it. Procrastination. The whole thing of kind of wanting to be led but also not wanting it. I think that's a whole episode there. I think it's that's the dynamic of our relationship, but anyway. Yeah. I digress. All right. Yeah. So then we did that. That was April, May. Um, yeah. Then, you know, we went along with our lives. And do you want to talk about what happened next? Yeah. So um, in soon after that i guess um my father who was 85 was diagnosed with cancer of the duodenum um which i'd never heard of before but now i know a lot about what a duodenum is and um it's quite a rare cancer and he was in palliative care for two months in august and um sadly we we lost him um at that time and it's you know roughly his anniversary is coming up and, um, yeah, so I just wanted to highlight, you know, it's always sad to lose a loved one and um, my father in particular. Um, I've really felt for my mother who lives alone and has never, ever lived alone in her life and at the age of 84, poor lady. She's not only discovered her independence um, but she's lost, you know, a life partner uh, a companion and um, and then not long after that COVID hit. So that's been really hard for my mother. But luckily, you know, we still are able to go and see her. I want to say something about palliative care and the nurses and doctors that work in palliative care, they are just amazing and they're, in my eyes, they're heroes. They're heroes um, and it, it's even more meaningful now, um, given the health crisis we have all over the world, um, the pandemic. Um, but when I was taking care of my father in palliative care, I, I really saw how much love and care and effort they put in. And it's not a job for everybody. And I just think they don't get paid enough to do that job. So it was a very sad time. Um, it was a it was yeah. a very difficult time, and obviously, um, and I guess from from my point of view, um, trying to support you, you know, f through what you were going through, um, and it's hard because uh, when you are a partner, I think at that stage, 
we hadn't really. I think I'd met your father only a couple of times. Yeah. At that point, um, and that's a whole other discussion about there too. Um, but it was uh, it was difficult for me from the point of view of wanting to provide support and then for you how much support you wanted me to provide mm. and it was finding that balance there um, at that particular time but yeah it was it was a tough mm. time I have to say one of the um, most significant memories I have of my dad in palliative care is him asking for me to bring Alex in and um, encouraging us to get married quickly because being an old-fashioned Turkish man, you know, he just wanted me to be happy and for our relationship to be legitimate in his eyes. And he was very keen on that happening. And, I, yeah, they were quite funny conversations I would have and, and I'd just say, Dad, I'm not getting married. You're not well. That's my focus right now. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay. But he did. He had a lot of um, – he really liked Alex, a lot of respect and regard for him, even though he'd, he'd only met him a couple of times. And, um, yeah, so he was quite keen on us um, uniting in a more sort of legal and socially acceptable way. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> From his point of view. Yeah. So, that look, that was um, – It was a tough time. It was a, it was tough, a tough time. time. But it's something everyone eventually goes through. And um, and it's not, you know, it's not a pleasant time at all. My work, they were very supportive and understanding, gave me quite a bit of time off. And, you know, Alex has been amazing as a partner. Like he said, not knowing how to support, but he did all the right things and said all the right things in terms of what can I do to help. Um, and also a bit of a distraction. Sometimes that helps as well. So... Moving on. Those are my best points, <laughs> being a distraction. It's a big distraction. Um, so, what else did we do beginning of this year? Well, hang on. So let's go back a little oh, bit. So okay. uh, towards the end of last year, the, the property that I was living in, uh, I was told was going to be demolished because mm-hmm. um, I was just renting that place. And I was told that I had to move out. So this became... A turning point. So for Dee and I, as uh, Dee mentioned earlier, she was happy to take it slower. And, uh, you know, we we were talking about moving in together at some stage, but we hadn't made any definite plans. This kind of changed things because really now uh, it was a case of, well, do I go and take another place by myself are we taking a place together? It kind of pushed things forward for us. Mm, um, forced the point, didn't it? Forced the point, yeah. Um, and then it was coming towards the end of the year and we were talking about, well, you know, maybe we'd like to get a place together, uh, to purchase a place together, but we we're running out of time towards the end of the year. Um, so we went like mad looking at properties, trying to find something. Yeah, doing and the every weekend inspections, yeah. checking out houses. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, we were trying to figure out, well, if that doesn't work out, what are the alternatives? Well, I could move in with Dee into her place, which was a smaller place, which she was sharing with her son at the time. 
Uh, and it was probably not going to be a great solution. And in hindsight, looking at, you know, COVID hitting and everything else, that would have been really difficult, all of us being in that small place. Um, or, you know, it was a case of, you know, do I just get something else or whatever? So we looked, we looked, looked. And then luckily in December of 2019, we found a place. We found the place of our dreams. We organized a very quick settlement well i don't know of our dreams but uh, it it actually surprised us for our price range i have to say it's not like we had a bucket of money to choose from um the house of my dreams would be by the bay looking over water well you've got some water to look at. but we got a little bit of water here (laughs) to look at um but it was pretty much um a case of walking in having a look around and we both looked at each other and went, oh, this is the one. Yeah, so we both knew at that point. And this was towards the end of, you know, mid, mid-December, mid early to mid-December. We wanted a very quick settlement because I had to be out of my other place and we organised like a, a month's settlement. So that was at the end of 2019. At the same time, I'd also organised a holiday away with my kids and with Dee. He's four kids, mind you. Four. You <laughs> mind me. Count them. Four, four kids. <laughs> I have to barcode them. So four kids uh, and D. So that's a whole other thing. And that was for January 2020. So this was a trip for all of us to go to Queensland. Um, and uh, Sunny Queensland. Sunny yeah. It's our holiday destination in Australia. Yeah. So... It was um, a trip where we would go and explore things and do drives and have a look at different things. So for Dee, she was saying, look, I don't mind going, but, you know, um, I guess I haven't really spent a lot of time with your kids, all four of them together, you know, gone away somewhere together. So I know you were a little bit unsure how that would play out and how long we should go away for. Yeah, because I think one of my stipulations was maybe not make it as long as you wanted Mm -hmm. so we ended up going for two weeks no about eight days oh (laughs) (laughs) did it feel longer than that (laughs) it felt like two weeks no 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 no. it look um it's hard to know because meeting spending time with um kids that are that range from what 13 to 20 uh, for one night for dinner is one thing, but spending a whole week with them or longer is different. And I guess I wanted to limit it so that it actually was a positive experience for all of us. And how did you find it? And, oh, my God, it was the worst thing ever. No, no. Um, <clears throat> no, it was actually turned out to be uh, a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I think they got to see me in a different light. I got to see them, um, you know, during activities. Well, you got to know them better And got to know them and hang out with them. And the other thing is, look, we – the key with kids is to keep them busy and involved in things and entertained and we definitely did that. And they actually loved being in Queensland. We got an apartment near um, the beach – and there were lots of things to see. There was a pool downstairs and it, it was a lot of fun. But 
I think I I was able to overcome that barrier of hanging out with the kids and the kids hanging out with me. And it was, and you know, it wasn't as not that I thought it was bad, but but you're also it's hard a person for me to put this into words. You also like your own time as well. So ah. so being away and not having your own kind of time was was a big concern for yeah. you. Yeah, and look, I did. I I did have one day where I got a little bit of alone time, and um, they went to Wet and Wild, yeah, which is not my kind of thing, but. Um, yeah, look, it, it actually was really good and it was like a family holiday, which is something we've never done before. And it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, I, I, I think the kids really enjoyed it uh, and I could see that you were enjoying it. So we're really thrilled that that, that yeah. went well. Now, when we came back from that holiday, we needed to move in to our new property within a few days of returning. So everything pretty much had been packed up beforehand. Um, we got the removalists in. And we both moved in. Now, that could be a whole other episode mm. because we're really talking about that was the turning point of really merging our lives in in a practical sense. Um, you know, Dee had her furniture, all her stuff. I had my stuff and we also had stuff that came with the house as well. So it was really about trying to work out this is beyond just hanging out together. Now we're living together. Mm. Um, and that meant, you know, routines, you know, the way people like to do things a certain way. Those are the things that we had to, um, you yeah. know, just jump into. Yes. So we became a de facto relationship. Are. Our status changed. But anyway, look, you know, for for someone who like me, that likes to take their time with making major life decisions. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to have some water. Um, the moving, purchasing of the house and moving happened in a blink of an eye. Like it just happened so quickly. And maybe that was a good thing for me to be forced into a situation and just have to accept it. So moving in was a big, big transition and change for us in our lives and I think for the better. Oh, that's good agree? to know. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I just wanted to yeah, good. clarify that. Um, it's actually been relatively easy, yeah. smooth transition. You know, we, we've we kind of um, both agreed on things that we want, what that we like, things that we've done to the house already just to make changes. And I think we're, we're pretty much both on the same page. Now, because... Alex and I have this podcast, The DNA of Mindful Relationships, so please don't think that we're um, perfect in terms of our relationship and everything goes smoothly. It never does. But what worked out well was the fact that if we can keep those lines of communication open and sometimes I'm better at it and sometimes Alex is better at it, but if one of us can be on top of that, and we are just really clear with our needs, then we can sort most things out. And I think that's what we're pretty good at if I had to pick one thing. Um, and, you know, I don't agree with everything Alex does. I mean, I think I have better taste in All house, right. furniture All and design. Right. All right. <laughs> um, that's something I've learned about him. But anyway, what have you let's, learned about let's me? move on. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's it's been it's been a good transition, and um, 
and you know we're now several you know several months down the track and it's everything seems to be working smoothly in terms of the fact that if we do have issues which do arise occasionally we talk about them openly and we clear the air very quickly and that's i think the key it's not that there's not things that happen and that come up but we deal with them we don't ignore them yeah yeah and so, then Yes. Yes. What happened next? What happened next? Let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, yeah. Around about March, it became clear that something was happening around the world that was affecting lots of people. Now, what happened? We actually organised a housewarming with all our friends and we would have had about, what, 30, 40 people? Maybe 50. Maybe up to 50 sort of coming, going to celebrate our new place. The operative word is would have. Would have because we cancelled it and the reason for that was because of COVID-19. Um, we were just unsure about what it all meant and having people over. In fact, I had this conversation with Alex and he said, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, as well, he often does. <laughs> we're and just trying to leave it as long as we could and then it became clear that it was... People were cancelling yeah. and letting us know and it became a thing. You know, at that time we were just uncertain. But, um, yeah. We it became a mandate that you couldn't have yeah, that many people exactly. together. So that was us in lockdown, the beginning of lockdown. Uh, and, you know, for us, we just moved in together. We wanted to share our house with people. We weren't able to do that. But we were so grateful that we had each other and that we had a new place, you know, that was ours to, to be locked down together. But we did feel a lot for those people who were in really difficult situations, mm. either living in small places or living, living alone. alone. Um, and this is a topic that we'll probably discuss in an upcoming episode uh, because, uh, you know, living in isolation brings up a whole lot of things. Yeah, we we might actually do a detailed one on living in ISO because that um, is something that everyone's experiencing, and but we're going through it in different ways. But it's you know having an impact on our mental health in in various ways as well. Um, the other thing is that we're both working from home, like a lot of people, and how we sort of manage that. I think we did okay with it. And it's probably because we have our own spaces that makes a big difference. Yeah, I think part of purchasing this house was, you know, identifying that we had enough rooms. And I'm so grateful that we made the decision to go for a property that had sufficient space. Not that we knew that this was coming, but it just meant that we did have our own spaces to work from and the kids had space to come to as well. Um, so that was, that was really, really mm -hmm. cool. But COVID has... You know, being, um, I'm not going to say that we're impervious to its effects. I think, you know, we felt it as much as other people have in terms of that isolation, missing out on seeing family, um, mm. and just the general feeling of, you know, the effect that it's having on other people. I, I feel less about how it impacts us and more about how it's impacting others. Yeah. And and the thing I I think that Alex, you and I do really well is we count our blessings. We're grateful for what we have. And, you know, it's easy to talk about that, but to do it in practice and really 
um, believer is what gets you through, you know, the harder times. But we're going to have a whole episode talking about living um, in isolation and, and living through COVID. We might do another episode on that. And look, in terms of what was happening out there on the world stage, the other big thing that's happened is the, um, the, the George Floyd incident and Black Lives Matter and the death of, or I'm going to say the murder of George Floyd. It was very, very sad. Um, it's brought up so many issues around the world, which, which it almost sent shockwaves around the world where people that were um, feeling like they were, um, you know, in a similar situation in terms of being squashed by the the man, if you like, um, and they were there was an uprising of people saying we've had enough. Well, it became more than Black Lives Matter. It became, you know, if you have an oppressed yes. uh, population, then this was the time to to be outspoken. Mm. And you know, we saw it here in Australia with the local Indigenous population, and you know, just the general feeling that, and I know it wasn't politically correct to say, but that all lives matter. And how do we make sure that that comes across um, and that, you know, the value of a life is um, inherent in the fact that it's a life and there's no life that's more valuable than any other? However, that, that's the ideal. It yeah. just doesn't play out that way in, in some countries and in some places and even here in Australia sometimes. Um, but we saw moments of hope where people were... Um, pushing for change and hopefully some of those changes have happened um, not fast enough and, and not enough obviously but it's it's a work in progress so that was quite dramatic to to go through and then there was the second wave yep. in Melbourne yeah so we're we're stage four lockdown that came and uh, locked people up even tighter because we were hoping that things would have got better, but they got worse uh, mm. before they got better. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there is this sense of, um, you know, doing the right thing for the greater good. And, you know, we're, whilst most people are doing that, not everyone is. And it's interesting just to see the sentiment turn um, on those people that aren't doing it and the people who are... Um, you know, taking a stand and saying, well, it's all a hoax and, and mm. that sort of thing. And I think we we see that as um, something maybe to discuss later on, the, you know, the, the community effect um, on, on, of things like this, where, you know, it's not just about an individual, the greater good um, is really something that, uh, you know, we're seeing people really stand up for now. And it's something that um, I'm hoping that there is a benefit from COVID and Black Lives Matter that is long-lasting and that real change mm. is made here. And this isn't just something we go through, we get over and we move on from. There yep. are some positives that should all come out of this. I'm very proud of our fellow Melburnians and the people that have just, um, you know, sort of knuckled down, put their masks on, staying away from, um, you know, crowds and um, doing their one hour of exercise a day and pretty much doing the right thing. And I think, 
you know, together we're going to get through this. Um, and, it, you know, it's been really impressive to see other people around the world do that as well in their own way. But let's just see what happens with this virus and let's hope that there's a, um, what's it called? A vaccine. A vaccine. <laughs> I always forget that word. A vaccine that's created that we can we can um, relax and live somewhat of a normal life. I'm not sure if we'll ever go back to the way it was, but, you know, some normality. We were discussing going camping just earlier and wouldn't that be nice to be out there camping with friends? For some people that's nice. <laughs> yeah, for some people it's nice. But, but just to just to do what you would normally do, go to a restaurant, cafe. I think there's a lot more appreciation of the little yeah. things that we used to have that we just took for granted. But uh, I guess this moment has been one where we've taken a pause. Everyone's taken a pause and we can think about what's really important. And as I said, we'll discuss that in an upcoming episode. And I think what's really important when it comes down to it, bottom line is the key relationships in your life. And relationships are everything. So, um, you know, why not work on, use this time to work on those relationships, improve them, connect with them more, um, you know, make that connection more solid. And that's what we're all about. So now that you've caught up on our lives in the last 18 months to two, almost two years, um, we welcome you to come and listen to our other episodes of the DNA of Mindful Relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we've got some new episodes coming up soon. Uh, And if you haven't already, go back and listen to season one where we talked about all sorts of interesting things. We'll be covering some more in upcoming episodes. So from DNA, we're very happy to have you back. We missed you and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. See ya. If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone, iTunes or Stitcher. You can of course go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at the DNA of mindful relationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time and until then, stay mindful. <laughs>